Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back to Game That Tune. It is the internet's most fantastic one and only video game music guessing game show. And if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is uh, we've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have a lot of fun, talk about a bunch of nonsense. And uh, the winner at the end of the night gets to pick a theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the fantastic Jesse Moore. And Jesse, tell everybody about the theme for this week's episode. I picked uh, games with jobs in them, and you can interpret that however you'd like. Hand. Foot. Oh, I should have gone with Leisure Suit Larry. Damn it. Blow. Son of a bitch. Um, There's a whole world of games I didn't even think about. Tug. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Have a good tug. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, not those kind of jobs, hopefully. I'm praying that, you know, this isn't some kind of, uh, some kind of work and that John and David didn't pick sex games. That would be really, really gross and uncomfortable to talk about. But yeah, hey, it's bound to come (laughs) up eventually on the show. I mean, come on, look at this. Um, but no, it's games with jobs, man. Uh, a fantastic, fantastic theme. We've done it before and I think this one, uh, I think this one will be just as fun. You know, that's the thing about these games with jobs, man. Kids these days, they don't want to go out and get a job. But they want to play video games in which you have a job. Too busy you know. crying about student debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody just you know they they don't want to they don't want to face the real world, so they play a video game in which you have a job. Um, I don't know. It feels like it's AOC's fault, but I can't really say that. <laughs> you know, she <laughs> yeah, famously say, had Where is this jobs. bit going? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Kids these days, these whippersnappers, man. This is a, this is a boomer show now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, when how were can we I all born? David, you have show. no conception of time. Uh, you were born in 19... What, 51? You're only off by 35 years? Okay, cool. We got David's math recalibrated. He knows what time it is. Um, but yeah, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We got a, we got a great show coming up. We got a great fan request. And uh, yeah, Johnny, start filling out the application and let's see uh, what we got for game one. Game one.
Alright guys, so I think we're all familiar with the glamorous jobs some characters of games have, such as being a space marine or a master chief, but what about a game that focuses on one of the less glamorous jobs, the kind of guy that's to come in after the space marine or master chief? Right. Let's uh let's see those answers, guys. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. David says something. Oh, StarCraft Two Janitor Edition. That's incorrect. Uh, John says Halo Scruffy Evolved. Incorrect. And Jesse says please pick up Milk Deborah, <laughs> which is incorrect. This is Vicera Cleanup Detail. Oh. It's a game Probably where more you like Viscera Cleanup Detail, but that's fine. Is it Viscera? I don't know. If you're talking about cleaning I don't know, up a bunch game. of blood and guts, then I don't yes. know. Do you, do you pronounce it Viceral when something gets really gritty and nasty? Yeah. I mean, it's not a word I ever actually use, so <clears> I'm not really sure how that was one Viceral movie. <laughs> Viscera was the name of a wrestler, too. Oh, there's that. Yes. So, yeah, this is a game where you play a cleanup crew that comes in after the events of a game like Doom, uh, and you have to uh, mop 
you have to pick up body parts and collect them and incinerate them. Uh, pick up trash like expelled shells and, and things like and used ammo packs and things like that. I like how, I like how you said Sounds that your cool. game was going to be obvious based upon like what games we've used on the show already. No, so oh going yeah, with like, that. like John said that. that. John said that about my game. Yeah, I said David. I said your game would be obvious. Oh, I thought you were talking to Johnny. No, motherfucker, I was talking to you. I know exactly what you picked. I'm not calling the shot now. I don't want to spoil anybody, <laughs> but I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even listen to the music. Just looked at the list of games. I know what David picked. Um, he didn't pick Viscera Cleanup Detail. <laughs> Are you sure? The, the Blood Janitor game. Um, <laughs> man, Johnny, no, th- I mean, this sounds interesting, but I don't know if it sounds fun like i i, I understand there's an objective to the game <laughs> but like you know is there any like okay you're a cleaning crew like is there anything like trying to kill you or like nope you're just clean you're just you, get, you get a you got a grade on how well you clean and how much you clean things like that okay uh there's no you start off with a, a mop um there's a there's the incinerator that shows up there's a thing that spawns mop buckets I think there's a crushing doodad. Can you and play? Can you play a Stanley Spadowski? Mm, no, but you can play multi. I mean, I guess you can if you want in your head. <laughs> you want to role play on your own. <laughs> yeah, because is it a is it a first person mopping game? It is a first person mopping game. An FPS. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first person <laughs> the mopper. very underserved genre of first person mopping. <laughs> now I did enjoy. I watched some gameplay footage, and it was there was some stuff that was kind of fun. Like this one part where a guy was mopping and like he looks up to what looks like a, a, a sewer or something to the ceiling and like he mops it and it comes loose and like body parts fall through it yeah you know, well, so, like you're picking up blood guts legs torsos i mean it raises an interesting question of like seriously who cleans up after these things <laughs> yeah but you know i think uh i mean i feel like you know yeah you, you, you pinpoint on like doom because yeah like you know that's that's the one but i was thinking like halo it's all pretty bloodless action like i feel like it's like future lasers and things you know it's like the wounds are cauterized by the blast or something like that like <laughs> but uh yeah like but the question is why would anybody clean up after doom it's isn't it like in hell <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i would think uh you know you would just be you like just yeah. loss right like <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my whole office building is full of viscera. Um, well, I don't know. Like, if if the if the whole building is a lost cause, why would you send in the doom guy in the first place? Well, there no, must I mean, be. He, he's got to kill the monsters, but then like you know the people that own the place come back, and it's like, oh man, there's more than four inches of blood in here. Like the drywall's all fucked up, the floors are warped. You know, is this really the kind of place we want to like actually bother cleaning up, or should we just take it down to the foundation and start again? I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not an accountant that has to deal with cleanup after a Doom-style event. I've never had to I do that I work in a before. hotel. This happens a lot. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering, event. like, why do we have very specific office buildings with, like, managers in hell? Like, are people torturing other people? Like, are demons torturing damned souls in, like, cubicles? At John's Hotel? Yeah, setting. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they privatized hell. It, you know, it's, <laughs> it's cleaner and more efficient, but it's still hell. So, yeah, there's that. So, Johnny, you haven't actually played this game. 
No, I just looked this up and then watched the footage of it and read some reviews. And uh -huh. I think it costs thirteen dollars. Uh, and are you gonna buy it, John? I think you have to now. I don't think I am. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I have so many games I still need to play. And this one is, it looks interesting, but and if I was out of games to play, I'd probably play it. But I have Would a you? lot of other games. Well, name a game <laughs> that you're probably going to play instead of this game. Uh, I still need to play more of Toe Jam and Earl um, back in the groove. <laughs> uh, I um, believe you're still under orders to play The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I have to go buy a Switch and get that um, Cadence of Hyrule game. Uh, oh, yeah. Crypt of the Necromancer, you know, or Deco Dancer mashup. <laughs> I like Crypt of the Necromancer. Way different game. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm thinking Necrophile. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's also a different game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way different game. Necromancer is not that different from Necro Dancer. Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, man, this game, I mean, I like that people are coming up with games that are, like, highly unusual, but I'm just like, who's this for? Like, you know... I'm sure there's somebody. I mean, like, I'm sure it has game that is same... for somebody, ultimately. That's the thing. Like, it, just because it's not for us doesn't mean it's not for them, like... But I mean, like, but... I'm sure it has that weird, oddball, like, Katamari Damacy, Parappa the Rapper kind of appeal, where somebody's like, wait, you, like, just... You go into a bloody room and clean it? Like, huh, okay. Right. Like, the novelty just appeals to them. Yeah, or it's just a, some kind of insane completionist that's like, yeah, you know, I play anything. It's like, how about a game where you're mopping up just, you know, like, disgusting uh, areas after, like, a, you know, Doom-type game takes place? Yeah, I'll bite. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I said I'd play anything, didn't I? Like... <laughs> If, uh, I feel like I should coin a term for this. I'm, I'm going to call it... The game's like this. These, this game's a tie rack motor. It's a game for someone who already has everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because we don't need it doesn't mean someone out there doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting concept. No, it's oh, not. What am I saying? It's not. <laughs> it, it is. It's just not interesting. It's more of an interesting concept as like... A film than like a fucking <laughs> yeah. Ooh, game. Yeah, like, I would watch that, that, that like live movie Sunshine Cleaning. Like, yeah, I'd watch like that live action short of like somebody has to come in and clean up after like Doom. That'd be yeah, that'd be interesting. Just gonna or, say like, this office style mockumentary following around the janitorial crew that has to clean up after all these horrendous like you know space marine fights like. That'd be kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this This doesn't really sound like a fun game, but it sounds like a fun comedy sketch. Yeah. I feel like they yeah. were working on a show where it was about people who cleaned up after, like, superhero battle. Uh, uh, I know Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, Spider Homecoming featured a little bit of that. I was going to yeah. say, it's like, yeah, I know they were talking about, like, damage control and, like, yeah, doing more with that, but I don't know if they did. I would watch a whole series about, uh, you know, Michael Keaton from Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, <laughs> you know, just oh. cleaning up New York City after the Avengers. I'd just, honestly, love to see that. Just doing whatever he wants. I would love to just see more of Michael Keaton from Spider-Man Homecoming. Just, I don't know, just whatever. Just driving his yeah. car, eating a sandwich, right. that's fine. I'd watch yeah, it. Thing. I don't even want to see him clean up after the battles. I want to see his day-to-day -day life, where he's just yeah. like, 
interacting with his you know beautiful daughter and his hot wife, but he's secretly a super villain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, every now and then he figures out that someone's Spider Man and he gets really menacing. It's great. <laughs> Best scene of the fucking movie. It's so good. Yeah. Still, it still oh. amazes me how terrifying Michael Keaton was without any costume. Yeah. yeah. Like, just oh, sitting yeah. in the front of his just car. Traffic lights on his eyes, and then him, like, you know, just kind of giving a menacing look. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Pete, let me talk to you for a second. I'll kill you and everyone you love. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Well, you were glad you like him. Spider-Man oh, yeah. showed up. Yeah. It's the first time a Marvel villain has actually scared me. You know? Like, yeah, no, nope, it's, nobody's yeah. ever scared me. That sounds like Because it plays on the fear of meeting your girlfriend's dad, <laughs> and then he's also a supervillain that wants to fuck you up specific, like personally. It's not oh, like, we've all been oh, there. Oh, man, I hope he likes me. It's like, you're fucking Spider-Man, aren't you? I'm going to fucking kill you <laughs> if you ever come around. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I just, her dad wants to kill me. Oh, that's just your nerves. Like, no, he held a gun yeah. and pointed it at me. Yeah. And then he put on a vulture costume and Slam me around a lot. <laughs> it's not he complicated. Kept, He's he trying to kill me. He kept insisting on Spider-Man. <laughs> got really weird. Don't know where he got that idea. Yeah, oh, that Vulture costume. It was great. That's true. Um, Do you think like he purposefully threatened Peter Parker? Just every guy that comes to date his daughter, yeah. he claims is Spider-Man and is going to kill him. Right. Good thing Spider-Man showed up, huh? I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Toops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your night. But remember, I'll kill your entire family. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Oh, <laughs> man. It's a reality dating show where you have to meet Michael Keaton playing the woman's father. <laughs> Sold. Anyway. The, the Bachelor. Know, uh, the Bachelorette. The Vulture. Ah. <laughs> Vulture in law. <laughs> anyway, Viscera cleanup detail. It's a game that honestly we're probably not going to play. But I like nah. that music, John. That was nice. Yeah, it was um, nice music. Neat, neat idea. Um, you know, I would, I would, I would like uh, if say Doom had this as kind of like a bonus level you play at the end of the game. Like that a, would a be pretty funny. Like yeah, a credit sequence. Yeah, you like during the credits, you get the mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I would enjoy that. That would be you're pretty, still, <laughs> pretty fucking cheeky. You're still the Doom guy, just with the mop. Like, you're in a full costume. <laughs> There's like an old lady wagging her finger at you. <laughs> it's ah, Doom guy, you take these paper towels. Uh, it's all just a big ad for Brawny. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's keep it going uh, to game two, my man. Game two.
this is the first and to date only game in this series to release outside of Japan first. I'm pissed because I wish I chose a different game. No, because then I would have been wrong about this. Uh, first game to release outside of Japan first. Uh, so this game was released in Japan November 20th. I came out in America November 16th. So, Johnny says Doom, so close based on the music. Jesse says, I got a CD stuck in my VCR. <laughs> um, we'll check with the judges and come back to that. Uh, John Harrington has the correct answer of Animal Crossing City Folk. Nice. Yep. Once oh, I yeah. realized we hadn't used it, I thought, hmm, should I pick Animal Crossing City Folk? And then I thought, no, David Shirley also look to see that we haven't used Animal Crossing City Folk. I'll pick something else. <laughs> oh, I knew this was the only Animal Crossing game that we have yet to use on the show, and I've been waiting to use it. Um, which is ironic, because this is actually the only Animal Crossing game I haven't played. Well, it's, uh, you got some fucking nerve there, David. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I have I played, played this game thoroughly. I have played every other Animal Crossing game, so I feel like I've pretty much played this one. Well, you haven't. No. Because you haven't been to the city. I know. I'm really enjoying the amount of shit David is getting for not playing his game. It pales in comparison. I'm sorry, my shit for not playing my game pales in comparison to this. Like, yeah, I didn't no, play the game either. more excusable for Johnny to have not played a bizarre <laughs> Steam game than for <laughs> David to pick the Animal Crossing he hasn't played. <laughs> I just wanted Bizarre. to talk about Animal Crossing because I'm really excited about the new Switch one coming. Yeah, well, I really like City Folk, so I'm saying moratorium on new Animal Crossing on Switch. That doesn't exist yet. So, okay. David, talk to us about City Folk. Sure. City Folk kind of combined traits from the DS version as well as the GameCube version. Um, I know you could import your character from the DS version. It was the first... I believe it was the first first Nintendo game to feature voice chat with Was? the We oh, Speak peripheral. Oh yeah, that oh, spoke alright. <laughs> um, it had online play. Uh, you could visit other people's towns, leave letters and notes for them. Uh, I also know this was the first game to feature a bubble wand. And yeah, the, the main draw was the addition of the city. You took a bus into the city, so instead of having all of the shops in your town, it was just put into a separate little area, which New Leaf kind of did on the 3DS. When you said I had voice chat, did you speak to the game or did the game speak to you? 
There was a what? like microphone peripheral that you attached to your TV so that you could talk and communicate that way. I've never heard of that. This is for the Wii? Yeah. It was. And it worked fantastically and became the industry standard for voice chat. That's you know why it's so strange, John, that you haven't heard of Wii Speak. Wow. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it was a big, big mistake on their part. It didn't, uh, didn't really pan out in any meaningful way. You know, just imagine you know, playing a game and you want to have voice chat, and the microphone is sitting atop your TV. Yeah, why so would the they have you put it there? Because they want the whole room to be able to communicate. Like, it, like if I plugged it into the nunchuck, that would make sense, right? Because then you have no. a microphone right next to you. Okay, no, here's no, no. what's stupid. Okay, so... We the, speak. S- the sound, <laughs> the sound comes out of the speakers, which is on the fucking TV, which is where the fucking microphone is. So what? There cause a fucking sound loop, like, uh, yeah. Uh, um, not unless you point your speakers into the mic, you're actually well, yeah, fine. But still, like, you're gonna pick up <laughs> some other sounds that you don't want to hear. All sorts of room noise. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was the only game to utilize We Speak. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it was. I think you yeah. could play... Uh, wasn't it the Mario Kart on Wii Online? And you could talk to your friends? But that's it? Uh, I don't remember being able to chat at any point in Mario Kart. Maybe not. Uh, I know they put, like, a We Speak channel. You know, God, those Wii channels, those were a hoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to talk to you about something. Let me fire up We Speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you also um, fire up your We Speak. <laughs> yeah, call your friend I, up on his phone. Hey, call me back on We Speak. Yeah, I stand buddy, corrected. Hey, we Speak. It was in it was in Animal Crossing. Uh, it was in a bunch of sports games. It was in Monster Hunter Tri uh, and Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Of course. So very important yeah. to be able to speak to those games. Well, I mean, in Wheel of Fortune, could you actually like shout out what layer you wanted and have the game recognize it, or was it just for multiplayer? Voice chat in Wheel Fortune. God, that sounds awful. As I like, I can't even finish a sentence. That sounds terrible. <laughs> as you as you continue to speak, you realize how bad it is. Multiplayer Wheel Fortune voice chat. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't sound fun at all. Especially because uh, realistically, one person would have the we speak, so it'd be like real one sided. So I'd be like, Yo, <laughs> are you guys <guessed> tea? <laughs> Just listen to you some fucking idiot. Just listen to some guy shout. I'll yo, uh, I'll take an A or I'll buy an A like every just by himself to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> God, actually, the more I talk about, it, the more fun that sounds. No, no, it doesn't. I would love to sit in my room and shout like. The wrong game show phrases or whatever you know well, no video game game you. show. Let's just say you can't yeah, exactly. do yeah. that. Go yeah, but I want them to hear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is them? I need to know that whoever I play can hear me. No. <laughs> I want to just scream random things at Jeopardy, and I need an audience to do so. I mean, you still I, can do. That. I guess yeah. this is called Twitter. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say, also, we're live streaming a video right now. You can easily do this every night when you watch Jeopardy, John. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god, you just <laughs> live stream your Jeopardy reactions. Oh my god. Oh, dude, yeah. You should do a live watch of Jeopardy every night and it's and just make sure you yell out the answers and you know, whether or not they're right or wrong. Make sure you yell out Make sure you yell out the answers and also what vowel you're going to buy. I got if I called that performance art, I could get famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. you could get. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, Animal Crossing uh, City Folk is good. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I got it for uh, for Christmas that year, uh, played it a good bit. I'm pretty sure I went to your town. Yeah, I think you did. I, I went to a few people's towns. Um, you know, Actually, it's fun. I like the ease of the online. It, it, it was smoother, obviously, than playing the DS online one. Um, and I, I like the the city feature. It's like you know, you could take the bus to town to do some shopping. It kind of sucks because you know, guy like me, I'm a I'm a fucking night owl Animal Crossing player, and I don't always feel like fucking with the clock in the system. So when the shops close at 9 p.m., it's like, no man, I need new shoes. What the fuck? Why isn't the you know why isn't this Animal Crossing Walmart folk? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need shit. <laughs> All hours of the day. Why would any of this ever close? But uh, it was oh, cool. Yeah, this was the, the game that introduced. I guess um, you could also go to the city at certain times and uh, get into Mister Resetti's uh, Reset Control Center, which was pretty fun. Um, like there would be a like a coned off area sometimes, but if you walked over there, other times like the cones would be missing, and you could walk into his control room where he like monitors your activity, and he's like standing around, it's like, oh hey man, what are you, you know, you know, you haven't been resetting, have you? All right, cool. Uh, you know, see you later. I'm I'm at work. No time to talk right now. It's like oh, cute. I like that. So he's, uh, as time's gone on, it's gotten harder and harder to. It's yeah, exactly. He's only a dick when he has to come see you. If you go see him at work, he's like, "Oh, hey, John, what up, man?" <laughs> <laughs> but now he doesn't have a job. Yeah, as time's gone on, it's gotten less and less necessary. It's very easy to not, you know, fucking forget to save your Animal Crossing game. Robots so. are taking all our jobs. Yeah, you know. Mm. <laughs> I want to see like what they're gonna have him do in the new one, because like obviously. They're going to have him. Like, he is a stable character. He is beloved. Like, he has to be there. But I just wonder what capacity he's going to be in. Probably I'm thinking it's going to be... Um, <laughs> what was that movie with, like, uh, Paul Hunter? Dano? No, the one with uh, the one where Daniel Radcliffe played a dead body the entire time. Oh, yeah! Oh, Army yeah. Man. Yeah. That movie's <laughs> great. It's gonna be Mr. Resetti Swiss Army Man. He's just gonna be washed up in the, on the island when you get there, That's and he's gonna up. be the thing that you use for all your tools. Like you oh dig up God. with, you dig stuff with him, using him to chop down trees. He farts a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just after he lost his job, he fucking jumped off a bridge, and then he washed up on this oh island. Oh my it's, God. You it's just dark. you go to the you go to the beach and you find Gulliver and you like wake him up. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I must have crashed. Here's a little gift for you." And then you go up to Rossetti and you keep pushing A. It's like, "No, no, 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 he's not waking up." Yep. Yeah. Hold A to drag him. <laughs> oh, God. You can yeah. use him to vault over rivers. <laughs> Man, Nintendo of America is really lightened up on their policies here. <laughs> Yeah, if it's got the Nintendo seal of approval, this is insane. <laughs> I love the idea of using him as the bug net, too. It's like, yeah. I want to get that butterfly. Wham! Okay, I think I got it. Yeah, it's a lot. little crushed. 
Let me check the folds of his ass cheeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, it's in there. That's <laughs> uh, the squash. Title. I have a dead <laughs> squashed beetle in the ass cheeks of this mole. Will you accept this as a museum donation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want Mr. Resetting as a museum donation? No, he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Animal Crossing City, folks. It's good. Uh, I don't, you know. It, I can't think of, like, a whole lot of ways it really uh, innovated. It was kind of like a step between, you know. It was a... It was, uh, well, it took the things that worked for the wild world and made, you know, put them on Wii, and then, uh, they continued to make it even better on, uh, on 3DS with, uh, New Leaf, so. Well, it worked with the, uh, Wii Speak, John. That was the innovative part. Very important that we Speak. That's why they re-implemented something like it for the 3DS one. Yeah, and also, good news, I was looking this up, the Wii Speak is compatible with your Wii U. Just an FYI. Thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> You know, because that's the other way. You know, once I got the Wii U, it was a little tough to import my contacts over from my Wii Speak <laughs> channel into my Wii U gamepad, uh, Wii U gamepad phone call making channel. Like, <laughs> seriously, Nintendo really overestimated how much people wanted to use these things for. Like, you want to make a phone call or like you want a video chat with your Wii U? No, of course not. <laughs> I I honestly cannot think of like a better deal like a more perfect combination than we speak on the nintendo wii u like that is success incarnate it already had a microphone yeah. in the gamepad that's what i'm saying that's what makes it even <laughs> stupider <laughs> oh goodness nintendo i love you um david anything else on animal crossing city folk your most favorite of the animal crossing series no i think you summed it up pretty well by yeah, saying pretty- animal crossing is good it is. It sure is. Rest in peace, Mr. Resetti. <laughs> and, uh, Johnny, let's keep it going, man. <laughs> I don't think he's resting in peace if you're catching butterflies with his ass cheeks, John. Hey, you know, it's Animal Crossing, man. It's a different kind of world. <laughs> New radio stinger. Game three.
All right, guys, so this is our fan request for the evening. It comes to us from frequent requester and Patreon superfan tier producer Dell at Delition Hikari on Twitter. Thank you so much, Dell, for this request. Uh, this was the first game ever developed by this company, and it is the first game in a loose trilogy of games. The second game was released for the Nintendo DS in 2010, and the third game is scheduled for release in fall of feeling fantastic it's a dell request so you're not expected to get it right okay if jesse feels fantastic i feel more confident you know jesse's been feeling fantastic tonight uh johnny drew penis three uh david says nino cooney which is incorrect and jesse says i used to play missile command now that's a real game uh that's unfortunately incorrect as well. Uh, no, this is a, uh, you know, like I said, it's a classic Dell request. It's a weird little game for the PlayStation 1 called Tail Concerto. Oh. Oh. That one. I ass assume, Jesse, you've played it thoroughly. Um, oh, yeah. Right yes. after Thousand Arms. Right. Uh, no, uh, man, I think looking at this, uh, you know, in preparation for the show, I'm a little bit worried that we might have a new bumpy trot on our hands, fellas. This game looks charming. Charming Ooh. as shit, in fact. Ooh. Um, so in this game, uh, you play as 
Okay, so okay, so the setting of the game, it's a uh, it's a bunch of floating islands occupied by anthropomorphic uh, dog and cat uh, people, and okay. you play okay. as police officer Waffle Ryebread. Good um, salt. Yep, you play as a police dog riding a mech suit okay. named Waffle. So sounds pretty. Great. I'm sorry, I already said I was sold. Right, exactly. Uh, you didn't have to draw it even further out with mech suit. Yes, you're a little dog, you're a little dog cop riding around on a mech suit, chasing criminals and doing light platforming stuff. I'm like, okay, you're winning me over. It's got anime cutscenes, uh, you know, adorable voice acting, and just you know, a charming, colorful world with delightful music. Yeah, sounds you know, great. Why the fuck don't we know about this? <laughs> like, Who made it? Uh, it was developed by a company called CyberConnect Two. Oh uh, wow! They made uh, you... yeah they've they've gone on to make a bunch of really like a lot of uh, anime fighting games and yes. uh, the Dot Hack GU series, which yeah is they like, make Dot Hack and they make like a shitload of Naruto games. Yeah, they're fucking <laughs> um, good. But this was their first ever game. So. Damn, oh, wow. that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how it's like. Seems like usually it'd be the reverse of that. Like you got to make a bunch of games based on you know like uh, some anime or nonsense, and then we'll let you take a stab at like your adorable dog cop game. And in this case, <laughs> it's like, hey guys, check out this adorable dog cop game. And it's like, how would you like to make Naruto for the next twenty five years? Yeah, <laughs> sold, sold. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it just looks charming. Uh, I was watching some videos of it before uh, before the show, and you know you're riding around in this cute little uh, cop mech. It's got like little flappy like uh, little flappy arms, so you can like kind of swing them and grab. Uh, you're supposed to like grab criminals with them. Um, it has the very odd, you know. Okay, so once if you're playing as a cop, you know, just you know, from a game design perspective. What do you do with the criminal once you've grabbed it? Well, you're a dog, right? Yes. So I suppose you rough him up a little bit. <laughs> Just oh, fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not because they're dogs. That's because they're cops, John. Um, <laughs> the bad taste. I was, yeah. was going to say, you put them like on a leash to carry them back to prison or something? I like it. You know, that would actually kind of make sense because the arms, they're like flappy and maybe a little stretchy. So it'd be kind of cool if they became like leash arms and you had to guide them back into a paddy wagon or something. But no, uh, I can't tell what happens to the poor criminals. Cause, you know, you know, so the part I was watching, it's like a bunch of like hooligan cat kids and they've been like vandalizing stuff. And you, you know, chase them around and you grab them and he picks them up above his head and then pulls them backwards to a green gym on the back of the mech and they get sucked into the gym. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, is that like a dimensional prison on the back of his mech or something? Like, what is this crazy world? <laughs> and uh, I never got clarification on that. I mean, obviously, it's just a, it's a game design thing. Like, I don't know what happens after you grab them. You're not going to throw them off the cliff or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not a grab and throw game. It's a grab them and, you know, grab the next one game. So they got to go somewhere. Uh, yeah, they get su sucked into a little green crystal. Sure. Uh, I think that dates this game a little bit because um, the Supreme Court banned the usage of portable interdimensional prisons <laughs> <laughs> after that one case, like you know, what circa two thousand two or so. Right, right, right. Uh, you yeah, know, we all remember that one. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, God. The Bush era was a different time. We were just trapping people in crystal pr- prisons and, yeah. Nobody was questioning anything. We were all riding that, you know, big wave of patriotism after 9 11. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. So, yeah, this game's much cuter than 9 11. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, wow. It's, it's, what it's, a glowing review. Man. I wish yeah. that was on the back of the box. Box quote. <laughs> it, it came out. It came out in '99, so it, it beat 9/11 to stores. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and the fans no, will never it, forget. It, yeah, you're playing as a cute little dog cop. His name is Waffle. You uh, you a, have to a dog find first this, like, responder. You have to find this black cat gang that's going around trying to collect these crystals. Wait. You know, there's other power crystals left over from old civilizations or something. And uh, you meet the black cat gang, and the head of the black cat gang is Alicia, who it's like, Hey, you're Alicia. I, I like, we were friends when we were kids. Why are you a thief now? And she's like, eh, fuck you. You're a police officer. I don't like you either. And so it's like a friendly cop uh, and robber rivalry. That <laughs> sounds like some uncomfortable. It sounds like some uncomfortable undertones there. I don't know. Yeah, mm. In what way, John? Uh, you know, you have the whole interdimensional prison gem going around. <laughs> We're moving past the <laughs> interdimensional prison four. gem. You don't imprison the poor girl. You, <laughs> you try and get her back on the straight and narrow. It's like, hey, you know, why'd you, why'd you go down the criminal's path? I went down the cop path. We could have been friends. And she's like stealing crystals anyway, and you're a cop, and you gotta stop her. It's, it's like heat. You know, you respect her for her criminal prowess, but you're the best cop, and you've got to stop her. And if somebody, if she gets in your way, she's going down, pal. Um, you want to just do heat quotes for a while? I've never seen heat. Oh, Same. God, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Wait, Jesse, you haven't seen heat? No, sir. I'm not even asking David because it's it's not a cartoon. <laughs> But, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, am I the only person who's seen Oh my god, what if they animated it? <laughs> I want to be offended, but I, I can't. Like, yeah, no, David, I know you don't watch movies for adults. Why would you? Um, <laughs> god, Jesus. That's, yeah, that's upsetting. I like uh, that. I like that. I liked watching John come to the realization that he's the only one of us that's seen heat. That was a great thing to witness. That's fucking shameful, guys. I, I really was hoping my cops and robbers heat comparison was going to land, and this is just not the audience for it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know. Upsetting. It's, it's Al Pacino, isn't it? And Robert De Niro. Okay, yeah, okay. Is yeah. Val Kilmer in that? Yes, and oh. Kilmer, man. We're back on oh. Kilmer. You know, he was a pretty good <laughs> Batman. <laughs> he better the Clooney. <laughs> oh, Real this talk. is again. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, Val Kilmer's really good in Heat, and it's kind of cool because he was like third build when like he was also popping as Batman. So it, the movie was lightning in a bottle, is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, but anyway, it doesn't really have anything to do with Tail Concerto. Uh, this game's just a, an adorable, you know, dog riding a mech in a bright and fun world, capturing criminals and you know having a great time. And his name is Waffle. I don't understand oh. why. Is, you know, okay, but his his first name's Waffle. His last name is Rye Bread. There's <laughs> nothing that I can think of that's more disgusting than a Rye Bread Waffle. Ooh. Ah. I don't know. Have you ever I'm had a Rye if Bread? If you're thinking a big pile of waffles, you pop some waffles in the toaster. You're thinking blueberry. Put some you syrup, put some on, syrup on them. Yeah, but and then you, know you cut into them and they're made of Rye Bread. You're like, you, know what's more, you know what's more disgusting than Rye Bread Waffle is the open-faced fa- open Rye Bread Shit Sandwich. 
It's well, true. Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> yeah. Johnny's uh, really on a mission for callbacks tonight. <laughs> so say, we're just bringing everything back tonight. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no, this game, uh, I look forward to the sequel. Like, uh, like I said, there's a loose trilogy involved with this. So, yeah, there was a game that came out on DS called Solo to Robo or something. <laughs> um, that and then, sounds like a great <laughs> Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solo that Robo. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, later on this year, apparently, there's a third game coming out called, like, Fuga. Uh, parentheses, something with a tail. I don't know. Um, what but, system? Like, uh, all of them, apparently. Oh, Switch, cool. Xbox, PlayStation. I'm like, okay, uh, please don't fall into the trap of thinking we need, like, a 70-hour RPG based in this world. Like, give me a tight 10 where I can be a dog riding a mech, and you might just have my fucking 15 yeah. to $20. Like, I, I might be real into that. So... We'll see, because this world's charming. And it's funny, usually I say, like, oh, this world's charming, I'd love to play in this. And it's like, actually, there's a game coming out this year. It's like, okay, you're calling my bluff, reality. Thanks a lot, man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, uh, we'll see if I actually do want to play in this world. So come fall-ish, whenever that is, uh, we'll see if this game indeed comes out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it's time that we all jump in our dog mechs and go arrest some cats. I I don't know, man. it, It sounds fun to me. So, uh, thanks again, Dell, for the request. Uh, as always, a bizarre uh, PlayStation-era game with a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, you can count on Dell for that. And, uh, Johnny, I think we just got to keep it going, man. What do we got next? Game 4.
so this game was ranked as fifth blandest game of 2018 by Yahtzee of Zero Punctuation, who called it a painfully generic pixel dungeon crawler whose one unique gameplay idea had all the depth of a Netflix crime documentary, which I strongly disagree with, by the way. So, how are you guys feeling? David looks like he's pretty confident. Or he's got a really clever joke answer. And Johnny looks like he might be drawing a really good dick right now. We'll see. Yeah, he had the time. Jeez. Alright, let's see. Uh, Johnny, my printer won't turn on. That's pretty great. Uh, John with Metal Gear Survive. That's incorrect. And David with Moonlighter. The correct answer. This uh, this game is Moonlighter. Has uh, anyone played it besides myself? No, I have not because it is a Steam roguelike. Um, maybe, but it's also on Switch, um, which is why I've been playing it. And it's it's more it's more of like a so it's weird. You're it's like a Zelda top down Zelda game. And you go through like little like dungeons. Wikipedia says genres: action, role playing, comma business simulation. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. So, <laughs> so you go through like dungeons at night, and you collect a whole bunch of stuff from things you kill or find. And then at the day, you have a shop, and you sell all the stuff for you know. And not, they don't tell you how much things are worth. You just hmm. throw down a number, put it down, and then people come into your store. And they're like, look at the item, and if it's a good price, like an emote will pop up over their head, and they'll pick up the item and take it to the little uh, cash register, and you gotta like check them out and stuff. Um, once you upgrade your store one time, that's when uh, thieves start coming in, and so like Ooh. sometimes when people walk into your store, a little thing will pop up over your head, like uh, if it's like some kind of big warrior guy, like. 
weapon, like a weapon icon will pop up, and he's looking for a weapon. So if you're selling a weapon, chances are he's going to buy it. But sometimes it'll pop up, and it'll be like a, a burglar-looking face with a mask, and you're like, oh, you got to keep an eye on that dude. And so they'll walk around, like, look at all your stuff, and um, you can walk away from the cash register, but, you know, your line might start building up, and you don't want angry customers to just decide they don't want to buy your shit and leave. So you got to kind of, like, you look in back and forth, and eventually the thief will grab something and try to run out the door, and you got to tackle them. Um, and it, it's, it's not too tricky to do it. You just got to pay attention. I think I've only lost a couple items, but I didn't want my queue to back up too much, you know. <laughs> Do you get to, like, kill the thief and then sell them? <laughs> no, no. Like, in the, store? Some, the thief you just beat up, and then they, huh. they you get the item back and they escape. And, um, no, I guess no one cares because they just watch you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. So it is run to business. <laughs> so the guy goes through caves and stuff at night and he sells during the day. When does he sleep? Yeah. Well, you can also, if like, if you wanted to, you could go during the day and, and not open the shop. I've had a few days where I didn't have a bunch of stuff to sell, so I would just go to the dungeon twice in a day or something, you know? Um, and you can um, upgrade your weapons and armor and stuff with the things you find, too. So um, you got to kind of think, do I want to save this stuff to sell it or do I want the next sword, you know? Um, mm. And there's, very, there's I think, five different kinds of weapons. Uh, there's like a big sword. There's a sword and shield. There's a spear, uh, a bow and arrow. There's a, a f like fist weapons. Um, let's see. <clears throat> and uh, another thing that's interesting about this game is as you're going through dungeons, you start finding cursed items. And... Uh, the items that are cursed, they're not always bad curses, but um, they have to do with where there are in your, your inventory. So, like, you'll have an item with an arrow pointed at a certain direction, and basically whatever item it's next to will get affected by whatever the curse is. And so you got, like, this little mini-game of inventory management where you gotta, like put your uh, stuff in certain ways because some of it's like hey this really this item that sells for a whole lot is cursed with whatever is next to it will be a copy of it so if you got like a stack of like 10 things you put that stack of 10 garbage right next to that expensive curse thing and then huh? when you leave the dungeon now you got 10 of those expensive things and you can make That's some cool. mad fucking nice. money and um I like it yeah I'm looking at it now. It's got a yeah. It's got a really nice art style. It's you know that like charming pixel art. I mean, you know, I, who's who's the fucking guy that you quoted that said like this is the blandest thing he'd ever played or whatever? It's like come on, man. Like uh, you know. he, I think he's quoting the guy who invented the term PC master race. Yeah, yeah he must I think have, that says everything. Like, <laughs> you know, this game looks fun. I mean, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about guys that just are out to. Declare things the fifth blandest thing. Like I, you know, I don't want to know what your other five bland things are. <laughs> like, you know. I, I remember seeing like trailers when this game first came out and being really interested in it because like the idea of like you collect stuff to sell in your shop like that seemed like a really interesting hook. And then the more that I looked into it, it's like oh yeah, this procedurally generated dungeon. It's like uh, 
got less interested in it. Maybe like, a little but, less, yeah. I was like, but, I mean, the way you're talking about it, like, maybe I should check this game out. It, like, the dungeons, like, you get a feel for them. Like, there's certain things that always happen in the dungeons. So, like, when you go through this one, like, area, you'll be like, okay, I know the boss is nearby. So, like, there's certain ways you can, like, tell what you should do. And, um... There's, like, a certain item you get pretty early that lets you teleport from the dungeon and basically leave uh, a portal to go right back. So if you need to, like, empty your bags... Because when you leave the dungeon, you have to start back over. But if you use that special portal, then you can go back to where you left. So that's handy if you got to, like, you know, make some space. Um, One thing, though, is the second dungeon, uh, the second mini-boss you fight in there is hard as fuck and that's basically where i'm stuck at now but i'm i just gotta make some more money and upgrade more of my shit and i think i'll be good i like it yeah yeah it sounds sounds cool it's it puts a little twist on just the uh, the grindy formula of things like that but uh you know yeah fuck fuck anybody that's you know looking to call something bland because looking at the art style it's like how can you call this bland <laughs> like this is yeah, nice man yeah it's it's super charming and yeah. i love the shopkeep stuff just hanging out and watching people walk around and look at your stuff and especially when you got a new item and you're trying to price and because like uh they oh, get yeah, so you gotta like set a fair price yeah yeah and so like yeah. if you set like a price that's way too high You'll get like a little emote of them like looking real sad, or some. If it's like way too expensive, it'll they look furious and they like will just leave the store. <laughs> and it's like, oh god. Do you get to like uh, converse with the customers? Do the customers have a little personality or anything? No, or? I, I that is kind of kind of crappy. But you can decorate your store, and if you decorate in a such a way, like the uh, customers will tip you more. Which I don't know why they're tipping me because they're just picking up something on a table and. <laughs> bringing it to I me. I love those curtains. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll pay extra. <laughs> okay, you're bad at this haggling thing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, it, it would be nice if there was, like, personalities to the customers so you could kind of, like, read them and be like, all right, yeah, this guy, he's he's not going to budge on this price. Like, uh, you know, it's, it makes it like a Pawn Stars game or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Now what's the what's the you know lowest you would take? It's like well that's not how you start a haggle first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God, I fucking hate when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say things to get Johnny back in the conversation. Like you put a Craigslist ad up. It's like now what's the lowest price you'll accept? It's like the price I listed on the Craigslist ad. You stupid fuck. Ah. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it, it it would be cool. I was thinking also of like. You know, it'd be cool if, like, people could come in and, like, run distraction on you. Like, you know, one guy talks you up while the other guy's in there just, like, pocketing your stuff. <laughs> they might uh, do more stuff if you upgrade your store more. But, um... Mm-hmm. Or you get, like, a, you get, like, a Grandpa Simpson in there who just, you know, talks endlessly. <laughs> and eventually, like, the dialogue option comes up. It's like, are you going to buy something or, like, what? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I have noticed sometimes there's, like, this old lady that will come in the store and just stare out one of the windows and then she'll just leave. <laughs> and she doesn't even go buy the merchandise. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, it's got a really nice I- window. <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave, please? We're closing. I'm going back to the dungeon. <laughs> uh, I like it. 
I think it sounds cool, man. Yeah, it's a neat game. Um, Perfect for Switch. It's on, yeah, yeah, he says on Switch, so yeah. you know, definitely, uh, definitely worth a look. See, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking at those eShop deals on Switch. So uh, if I spot this one, I might just have to go for it, man. So um, yeah, anything else on uh, on Moon Moonlighter, not Moonlighting? No, it does not have uh, Bruce Willis. Gotcha. But what if it did? Uh, no, no, no. Anything else on Moonlighter? <laughs> uh, no. Sweet, man. I like it. Johnny, let's keep it going, man. It's time to bring it home. Game 5.
All right. Uh, GoldenEye 007 creator Martin Hollis cited this game as a major influence on the development of his game. Who's feeling great? I feel pretty so good. Great. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh. Not surprised. 
Oh, let's see. Uh, Jesse says doctor's appointment 9.30. No, Jesse, I'm sorry. You used the wrong device again. Uh, John says Ninja Baseball Batman, which is incorrect. And David has the correct answer. It's Virtua Cop. Oh, yeah. John, just what job do you think you work in the game Ninja Baseball Batman? Well, see, here's the thing. In Ninja Baseball Batman, you, it's, it's not Batman like you think, like, the Batman. You are a guy who brings out baseball bats to baseball players. That's your job. We all owned a Neo Geo, John, yeah, so John, we know. We, we all knew. I just wanted to make sure you knew. <laughs> I'm just wondering how Ninja Baseball Batman was a major influence on GoldenEye 007. It's, That's a good question. It's really the uh, Velvet Underground, you know, album of uh, of games. Like, it's... It's it's got its uh, influence. Its influence is felt unknowingly in many things, is what you're saying. Yes. 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 Great. Uh, fucking John with the Velvet Underground reference. Um, no, so it's Virtua Cop. Uh, specifically, this was Virtua Cop for the Sega Saturn. Uh, there is a slightly different soundtrack from arcade to Saturn, and I decided to go with the Saturn one. I thought it sounded a little a uh, little better. Um, but that's debatable, actually. I, you know, I'm not really sure. But they, they definitely have a slight uh, slight change to them. And, uh, yeah, but uh, Virtua Cop. Who doesn't like playing as a cop shooting endless people? Um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 1994. Man, when you phrase it like that, I don't know, man. I mean, they tried to figure out ways to make it a little more appealing. Like, you get you know, extra points if you don't kill people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You get extra Maybe points that's by the problem. The you know the uh, the main object of the game is to kill the bad guys, and you literally get hurt yourself if you kill innocent people. So that's good. No okay. killing of innocent people. It, you know there is a, a small penalty as in society. A small um, <laughs> and yeah, if you uh, if you shoot the other guy, like the guy's pointing a gun at you, and you shoot their hand and make them drop their gun, that disarms them, and you get bonus points instead of just killing them. Which, you know, I'm sure everybody knew to do that and loved those bonus points. They didn't just shoot everybody in the fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we all played Virtua Cop. Very strategic. Um, But, no. uh, It was uh, was another one like Lethal Enforcers. You got your light gun, and you got a lot of guys to shoot. So uh, I like yeah. the idea of you go to the arcade and you know we're laughing at the idea of shooting hands. So there's that one guy who's just playing the game, just sh- all hands, just yeah. all, oh. nothing but hands, and <laughs> just racking up the high score. Right. That's the he's same kind of. He's laughing at asshole. us. Yeah, he's the same kind of asshole who does those no kill Metal Gear Solid run. I mean. Yeah, I've tried the no-kill Metal Gear Solid run, and yeah, it gets tiresome after a while. But it would be kind of funny if nobody could figure out how this guy kept getting a high score. He's like, you're killing too many people. You have to shoot their hands. It's like, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Jeez, this guy, fucking Chico hands over here. Just you know, <laughs> shooting nothing but hands. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm no longer Daytona Trash Boy on Twitter. I'm now Chico hands. <laughs> Chico hands. Good. Good. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's uh, you know it's got a great story. This Virtua Cop. Yeah, you, know, you got to take down that crime syndicate. Uh, anybody remember the name of the crime syndicate in Virtua Cop? The syndicate. Virtual oh, syndicate. I'm gonna go with like claw something. 
uh, you know, it's kind of in that realm. It's Evil Incorporated. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they sell. <laughs> um, Doesn't hmm. Soul Asylum have a song about that? <laughs> I hope so. Um, but yeah, and you get to play as one of two police officers. You either get to play as Mike Hardy or his partner, James Cools. Um, like, wait, last name Cools? Like a please, pack of cigarettes? Please tell me it's spelled with a Z. Oh, no, it's C-O-O-L-S, unfortunately. Uh. Still, just James, you know, not James Cool. That would be too damn cool. James Cools. Oh, I was thinking okay. it was a verb, like he's a, some kind of energy or sports drink you drink to like refresh yourself. Right, exactly. Um, or he's just like a so- bunch of fans. So <laughs> a little misting fans with the spray thing, so you can uh, keep yourself uh, keep yourself wet and cool while you're at a theme park. Um, now but I want yeah. that buddy cop movie of just a guy partnered up with a fan. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just a floor stand oscillating fan. Yeah. Riding in the I car. gotta mask my voice. I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, this uh, you know, uh, Sega man, they uh, they made some good games back in the day, some good arcade games. You know, this one apparently is kind of a, you know, like a seminal arcade game because like uh, it's the first, I guess, shooting gallery game in which the characters that you're shooting were made of uh, polygons as opposed to sprites. So that's that's what made it possible for you to do like the hand shots and things like that. You know, you shoot them in the hand, and they go, oh, and they're, you know, arm flails, and they drop the gun, whereas, like, you know, I guess thinking back on, like, lethal enforcers and shit in, like, Area 51, it was just a bunch of nasty old sprites. So, you know, this, uh, this pushed things along. And then, yeah, it it, it inspired the development on uh, GoldenEye 007, which yeah, I didn't realize, but that's it's an interesting connection. Like, uh, the guy he was being interviewed about, he's like, yeah, you know, basically we... Uh, uh, you know, he, he said one thing I didn't realize: Goldeneye was originally being developed as an on-rail shooter, <laughs> and oh, then really? they decided at some point, "Hey, hmm. let's take it off rails," and then they changed shooting games forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, I'm glad they did that because think about like I was thinking about it as I was reading that. I'm like, I guess there's still a couple levels that seem like they would be on rails, like the dam level, pretty railsy. <laughs> I would love yeah, to gonna... go into like to the developer's room when you've made that decision, like just bust in the door, and be like, "This game's going off the rails, guys!" <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say because isn't yeah, there um, that section in the damn level where like you literally go down a single hallway and like duck behind crates and boxes? Um, if not that, then that's definitely in like the facility because <laughs> you know. As I was thinking about the first few levels of Goldeneye, I'm like, yeah, these all have on-rail shooter written all over them. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the runway the dam, level. You gotta start going over a narrow bridge, and then you gotta go through a tunnel, and then you have to go over a dam. <laughs> oh like, no, I'm thinking oh, of yeah, the, um, the library, or the archives, where like you're ducking behind the, the columns to like shoot out people. Yes. I love it. But, uh, yeah, and so the guy was, you know, making it, and he's like, oh yeah, uh, you know, uh, we can make a first-person shooter, and we can kind of still incorporate that Virtua Cop stuff, because uh, think about it, like, when you hold R to do more precise aiming in GoldenEye, it basically turns into a Virtua Cop. You can, you know, target the head, target the legs, whatever, and, uh, you know, that's not something that was going on in a lot of first-person shooter games prior to that. Prior to that, it was like Doom. It's just like, here's your gun, it's right in the center, and you're shooting anything that steps in front of it. And, uh, 
you know, Virtua Cup, it, it had an influence. Uh, and GoldenEye was uh, better for it. So I thought it was kind of cool. Interesting connection. Did you uh, did you always go for the groin? Because I always went for the groin in GoldenEye. Honestly, man, I was just... I was just spraying with such reckless abandon in those games. You know, my policy on that is like, fuck accuracy. You know, I'm hitting everything until it's really obvious that it's a civilian, in which case you don't <laughs> shoot him. But like, yeah, it's just, you know, bullet storm out there. Ba 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 ba, seven shots off screen, back, you know, like just don't even fucking look. It's great. Huh? It's I the think way most had- people use guns. <laughs> I think when I had the sniper rifle in Goldeneye, I aimed for the dick. <laughs> but like any oh. other weapon, it was just like Chester head. Yeah, wait, were we talking Goldeneye or Virtua Cop? Oh, Goldeneye. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I usually, I mean, if I was aiming in Goldeneye using the R button, which was seldom, yes, I was shooting for the dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, unless, uh, like David said, yeah, the, the sniper rifle. Uh, I'm trying to, f- I feel like there was something in GoldenEye where the bodies didn't disappear fast enough, so you got to just sit there and really lay into their faces. And I did that a few times, because, you know, it was 1996 or 97, and I was 11, and uh, shooting things in the face endlessly was uh, somehow entertaining to me. But uh, (laughs) America! Yeah! (laughs) Just how it was. I mean, you know, more accurately, just like a fun fucking shooting experience for the first time on a Home console. I wasn't into fucking Doom on SNES. <laughs> it wasn't my bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, Virtua Cop's cool. Uh, you know, I like it in arcades. I love it even more on the Saturn. Because um, you know, what's more fun, shooting things with uh, you know a cool fake gun in a, like an arcade with a friend of yours, or using the directional pad on a Sega Saturn? You could probably use a light gun. Did Sega Saturn have a light gun? Oh, yeah, yeah, every fucking system had a light gun. They all had light guns. Am I supposed to really know that? It's yes. the Sega Saturn. <laughs> like, it's pretty much the every 90s. console, as long as it's not an HDTV, had a fucking a light gun accessory. Right. I mean, I'll remember that. I'll, I'll remember to just assume that about the Sega Saturn. I, you know, I don't make assumptions when it comes to the Sega Saturn. Because uh, you know what they say about people that assume things about the Sega Saturn. They get I... body slammed by Sega to Sansaro? Yes. Exactly. And uh, also they have to talk about the Sega Saturn, which nobody knows anything actually about it. I'm convinced it didn't even happen. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, Virtual Cop's cool. I don't understand. You know, the thing that I've been uh, wondering, what's up with the Virtua name is it a series like is it a universe at this point like it's uh i it's think just it's a buzzword like fucking blast processing that sega kept putting on their fucking like 3d-ish arcade things uh, yeah because i think it started with virtual racing back in the day yeah i think right. it was virtual racing one. virtual fighter virtual and fighter, i think it tennis. just became like anytime they use polygons they call it a virtua yeah i think it's basically, <laughs> i think it just means polygons virtual on <laughs> mm, yes I would actually, yeah, like, just, I, I would, I was just going to say, like, I would love it. I know Virtua Fighter has kind of become, like, a very serious technical fighter, but I would love it if it was part of the series and, like, you had a tennis player as a character and, like, a police officer as a character. Like, yeah. just yeah, turn Virtua, Virtua Fighter into the Virtua 
series. Why, why don't we have uh, virtual characters in like Sega and All Stars Racing Transform, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform, or whatever it's called? Yeah, like like there I would was, have was a, a big part of the nineties for this. Like, for like I would Sega. love a low polygon F one racer driven by a low polygon fighter. <laughs> oh. In the, the first Sega and All-Stars racing, you could get Jackie Bryan and Akira, like, partnered up in a car, and, like, their super move was Akira would jump, like, backflip to the back, and then just shoulder bash the car and make it fucking zoom off. <laughs> cool. Okay. It was pretty great. I like that. And yeah, Akira just showed up in, uh, in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Old blocky style and all. So, oh, yeah. You know, they, they, know it's, they know that people, you know, somewhere want these things. But, uh, yeah. Somewhere. They, you know, I'm just saying, you know, Virtua series needs a resurgence, man. And yeah, it needs to be established that all Virtua games take place in the same universe. That same blocky, ugly-ass 90s universe. <laughs> um, that had, you know, great tunes. And uh, just, uh, it's, you know, it's games like this that really take me back to, like, a certain place in time, you know? Like, <laughs> some games are timeless. These games are not timeless. These are 90s as hell, baby. So, I, uh, I like it a lot, man. It's, uh... Yeah, it's good stuff. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. Virtual Cop. Two cop games on tonight's episode. I like that. Um, I'm not thinking of a theme. So, Johnny, you better move on to the calculating computer, my man. Calculating computer activated. You hear that, like, balloons, the aerobic sound? Like... Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Well, 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 what do you know? Back in the winner's circle again, it's Mr. Has-A-Job David Fleming. Congratulations, David. <laughs> the way that you're saying that with those, like, knuckles make me think that I should not be the winner and that you should be the winner instead. I, no, I'm thinking you just shouldn't answer your door. <laughs> oh. Someone comes a knock, 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 and uh, don't, uh... Don't bother opening the door, because oh it's my the God. virtual cops. As soon as we got this call, John, I'm going to order David some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and have them delivered by virtual cops. Yeah. I have um, a delivery. No! Please! <laughs> it's cookies. Oh, I'm so conflicted. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, excellent show tonight, David. Uh, you're the only person that scored more than one point. So uh, you have to be the winner. It's contr- it's uh, it's just the rules at this point. Um, so is, what do you got in mind? Isn't that the, the definition of winning? You have more uh, points than everyone else. You have to be the winner. Yeah, but in the you know cases where you know the scoring's just so lousy, it must. <laughs> there's no like funny way to get out of this and give it to someone else. It's got to be you. So, you know, we, we default to <laughs> traditional scoring when, <laughs> when the scores get are out of so, this. so low. <laughs> so, uh, you got the theme for the next episode, my man. What do you got in mind? Uh, well, I feel like I, like many people, um, have been playing a lot of a certain game called Super Mario Maker 2. So, I'm thinking a theme of platformers. I like it. What is a platformer? Um, <laughs> any game in which you jump from platform to platform? What if it has, Deep. like, platforming element? 
Like a Metroidvania would have platforming elephant. elephant. I'll I'll leave that up to your discretion. Would like something like a Circus Trapeze Artist Simulator count as a platformer? God damn. (laughs) You know what, John? If if that game exists and you can find three songs from that game, by all means. Look what you did, David. He obviously had that ready to roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Game no, one. that's good, man. <laughs> you know, platform games on uh, on next week's episode. I'm into that. You know, nothing wrong with uh, you know just jumping around, having fun, walking on platforms. Yeah, you know, I, I I love the challenge of just telling, asking you to define a platform. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, it's kind of like pornography. You know it when you see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know it's a platformer when the penis enters the vagina. Whoa! <laughs> For me, it's when the penis goes in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, platform games on next week's episode. Great theme. It'll be a great time. And uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, watching along live with us. We are live every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us live on Wednesday nights. Uh, thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. You can get our podcast uh, anywhere that you get podcasts. Just search for Game That Tune and download us and uh, listen to us. And I think we sound pretty extra great in uh, in podcast form. So check us out there. Uh, thanks to everybody chatting along live with us. Uh, you know, if you want to chat along with us during the show, uh, you can hit up our Discord server. You can find the link at gamethattune.com. Join us there. Make game requests. Chat with us. We love hearing from you guys. So thanks to all of our uh, our followers there in uh, Discord. Thanks to uh, Dell for the request tonight. Uh, another fantastic Dell request. He sent us his via Twitter at Game That Tune, but you can also send them uh, via email, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can hit us up in the Discord server. You can hit us up in our YouTube comments. You can hit us up pretty much anywhere you can find us with requests. Uh, special thanks, or uh, not special thanks, but thank you to everybody who checks out patreon.com slash gamethattune. It's the home for fun exclusives. We've got Covered Up. We've got uh, occasional mixtapes. We've got GTT Gems. We might just do a movie commentary one more time one of these days. Uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's always a fun time over at patreon.com slash gamethattune. So we appreciate your support. Um, you know, thank you for uh, you know just helping us out there. It's uh, you know it's it's doing great things for us. We got, I think we got a line of shirts coming soon. We've got uh, always music streaming over on YouTube. Thanks to the uh, thanks to the donations there, and uh, you know we just appreciate you guys supporting us over at Patreon. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, and Bradford Stevens, the four greatest guys on the planet, quite frankly. Uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your support. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can hit me up there. I'm at jgangsta187. You can follow John Regan on Twitter at... JPReganJR. You can follow Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can follow David Fleming, this week's winner, on Twitter at... DFT Fleming. Hell yeah, David. So, take us home with some fantastic bonus tunes. What do you have for us? Uh, my bonus music, since I've been playing a lot of it, um, is the title track for Super Mario Maker 2. Hell yeah, man. Let's hit the slopes. Peace out, everybody.
Viscera Cleanup Detail is copyright 2015 RuneStorm. Animal Crossing City Folk is copyright 2008 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Tail Concerto is copyright 1999 CyberConnect 2 and Atlas Company Limited. Moonlighter is copyright 2018 Digital Sun. Virtua Cop is copyright 1995 Sega Games Company Limited. Is that a new record for the shortest track ever played on Game of Tune? That clocked in at 19 seconds. It should have been longer. It wasn't. Yeah, I was it. Might, I might have downloaded and uploaded the incorrect track. I apologize for that. Um, man, man, what a show. High scoring show tonight, guys. <laughs> what happened? Jesse decided not to try. <laughs> Jesse went full boomer well, on us. Yeah. Well, I figured I figured I, I couldn't win because I already won. Gotta keep your scores so, up, though, man. This is gonna be uh, like one of our lowest scoring shows ever. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to go. We got extra three boom. total points out of a possible however many. Like, jeez. Yeah, but oh, I, love, you, I love the boomer stuff so. Much. It is pretty fun. 